Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another mini episode of the FMP Sequence. I am producer extraordinaire Ben Anderson, and I'm back in the driver's seat. That's right, they give me the keys to take this bad boy on a ride. And here in the passenger seat with me, looking a little bit terrified, is Jordan Pritchard. Elden Lord Jordan Pritchard. Oh, God. You know that game's been out for like a, like a month, over a month now. It's a bit dated. I, f- I feel like I've, that's all I've done for the last month. <laughs> I feel like I've just been in the lands between... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I understood that reference for a little And then when I, when I go to sleep in the game is when I wake up in real life and I'm just dreaming of being in offices and classrooms. And and then when I when I wake up, I'm, I'm back in the lands between. There's a movie reference in there somewhere, but I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's very familiar. Anyways, well, I'm in control of this mini because I came up with this idea and I texted you out of the blue to do this. Um, and it's because I was thinking about this this morning. And so what I want us to do is pitch each other our ideas for a video game movie. Okay. Any wacky, zany ideas, um, like no ideas too crazy, like you like unlimited budget, do whatever you want to do. What video game movie do you want to see? And... Um, I know what I'm going to do, but I have been dying to hear your idea because we didn't talk about this before. Yeah, I didn't no. want to. I didn't want to ask you anything. I just wanted to come in here. So I want you to give you your pitch straight up. Go for it. Go. Man, there's just so many games that deserve movies, and I can't decide whether I would want to go like legit with it or if I would want it to be like this new age concept of just not having the video game movie have anything to do with the game like Mortal Kombat let's not have the tournament in it you know why not who needs a dirty old tournament in Mortal Kombat anyway <laughs> um, well it, because the, for me the, the tournament was always just the, the reason they got together in the beginning like that was why they came together to fight like the, the, the simplest story you could come up by are these people fighting there in a tournament Yeah, you don't need that anymore okay um, so I think one that would be really fun to see is a game that nobody talks about anymore. It was the last great murder sim, Naughty Bear. What? Never played Naughty Bear? No. Okay. I don't know what that is at all, because my my mind went to Five Nights at Freddy's, and I know that's not what that is. So So, Naughty Bear was this um, third-person perspective basically a murder sim it was kind of like a spiritual successor to manhunt whereas in the game you are playing as naughty bear a regular looking teddy bear that's brown he's all torn up grumpy looking and he lives in a realm of other teddy bears that are all colorful they look like care bears almost and they're all dicks to naughty bear so like one of them has a birthday party and they're like you're invited and then whenever he goes they like hit him with water or whatever make it a big prank so it's like a, it's like a carry moment yeah so one day naughty bear gets fed up and he goes into his tool shed and grabs a machete and starts killing these bears so your goal of the game is in each chapter it's kind of like hitman as well and where it's like an event is going on and you have to stealth around and one by one murder these care bears in different ways and you get more points for like environmental kills or like set up stuff like have the birthday boy choke on a candle or whatever um 
so you could, you could just go like the old fashioned way of like hiding in a bush and then popping out and stabbing them in the back. Mm-hmm. It, there was no blood or anything, it was just like stuffing. Yeah. So it's like, it's very, it was rated like teen. But it's like. What, what was this on? Was this a console game? Yeah, it was on PS3, Xbox 360. That's um, bonkers. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, the most recent like iteration of it, because there's like a special ver- edition of it. Has Naughty Bear dressed up like Kill Bill, like the oh, yellow um, motorcycle suit with like holding a katana, mm-hmm. and uh, it's got like all the DLC and stuff. And so I just I really want to get that because it's been a long time since I played it. I don't know if it's gonna be good anymore, but like Manhunt, Manhunt Two, Naughty Bear, those were games where like you know I got like a, a couple hours to spend. Let's go do that. So yeah, turn it into a movie. Um, it would basically just be like a slasher horror, but like almost kid friendly <laughs> honestly that'd be a really fun way to try to i feel like you know with some horror movies it's like how can we push the envelope and make this as gory as possible for this one it's like how can we make this as gory as possible while still giving i would say a pg-13 rating mm-hmm. is the way you want to go and like how can we like have fun with that like that seems like a fun challenge to do yeah it would be great pg-13 would be perfect because like Everything super brutal could happen with, like, Naughty Bear himself, you know, Mm -hmm. like, being, like, super violent. The stuff that's happening to the other bears could be kind of off screen. Also, there'd be, like, stuffing. Yeah. If there's, like, actual people involved, like, somewhere, like, you know, if there's, like, humans there or whatever, like, there's not going to be a lot of gore there that would happen off screen. Mm -hmm. And also with BG-13, you get that one fuck, (laughs) and obviously Naughty Bear would be the one. It wouldn't be, like, anybody else. Yeah, it would have to be Naughty Bear. It would be, like, Naughty Bear would be, like did not know who he was fucking with. It would be like some kind of like Riddick situation where he'd yeah. just be like coming in and like using that F that F bomb like intelligently, which mm-hmm. is hard to do with PG thirteen. Usually they just toss it in there. Yeah. Like free guy. Where he yells it at a goldfish. Yeah. So I said because I was about to say like it just because of the way, you know, you try to relate to things, like my mind immediately goes to like Chucky. Yeah. And that kind of situation where it's like the adults don't believe them, so it's up to like the kids to stop him and do something like that, and they would have they would be like your main um, protagonist going against, or like in this storyline is Naughty Bear technically the protagonist because it's his story. No, I think in this iteration he would be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So I think of it, I would probably do. It. Have you have you seen um, Small Soldiers? Yeah. Okay, I just rewatched Small Soldiers like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> that movie gave me nightmares when I was a kid. It's pretty wild. But and that's like, like a PG thirteen. That's like PG thirteen Terminator. The scene that always gave me nightmares was the um, it was the one where like the Barbies like side with the small and they like capture the dude and they try and you just see all these like Barbies crawling over this dude and he's like freaking out and stuff for whatever reason. That's just like did something and like i would always be terrified of that oh shit. i mean that scene is specifically to be scary like because mm-hmm. it's got the whole like frankenstein thing where they're bringing them back to like bringing the barbies to yeah. life and they're all like deformed and mm-hmm. disfigured and and then that there's that one that's got like a melted face and she is like tell me i look pretty yes oh my god and oh, then they all have like oh, and the other part too beautiful. that's like kind of terrifying is because they're all so small they have like scalpels and scissors and stuff like rubber band to their arms mm-hmm. so like you just imagine like them just like pricking you with all these pointy things oh, and you're like God. 
it wouldn't like it would hurt, but it wouldn't necessarily be like life threatening. But you'd be like, ah, Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, if you have a bunch fuck. of little, yeah, it'd be like getting it like 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 a bunch of ants and stuff coming over you, just getting those little bites and stuff. Like, yeah, ugh. yeah, that kind of stuff always like like that scene also reminds me of not to go on too much of a tangent, but in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull during the ant scene when he's getting cr- like they're like suffocating and they're eating those people, like that's the same kind of vibe where you just get it just. Ugh can't do it it creeped me out when you i was a kid scared by all that cgi yep well i was a kid and i couldn't i didn't know any better you know i was like eight when that movie came out that's sad <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah man i think this would be a really dope idea but did you see the newest chucky no Oof. it was actually pretty good like yeah yeah i mean i'm not like i hadn't seen a bunch of the like i've only seen like the first two chucky movies but it was like so i didn't listen like, it can't be fast yeah, they do. And I think this one knew that, and they got really campy. Like, Mark Hamill voiced him, and that was fun. He did a really good job in it. I thought that the kid actors were fun. Um, you know, Aubrey Plaza. It was very weird. Aubrey Plaza was the mom. Yeah. And it was very odd. He was like, that eh, doesn't track for me. But <laughs> Well, that's just my day-to-day life now. I'm just like, wait, you have kids? <laughs> yeah. You're my age. How do you have so many kids? Why are they so also old? Yeah, why are they, like, 10? Like, what? Yeah. No, but um, yeah, no, I like that movie, and like I could definitely see this being like in the same realm, for sure. It would be fun. I think it'd be. I don't. Know, I just want to see more stuff with Naughty Bear in general. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't really. I'm gonna have to look this. Hold on. I, like, I've never. I have no clue what you're talking about. Like, I can't even like conjure anything to mind. Like, I've I never think I bought it day one. Like, really? Yeah, because it was just. I was like, oh, this is like Manhunt for kids, and that's still kind of rad. Um. The only ever the like the most recent equivalents would be the reboots of the um, the Hitman franchise where you go around like assassinating people different ways uh-huh. and um, the single player mode to the Friday the Thirteenth game where you just like killed NPCs. This looks dope, man! Like I'm gonna have to look this shit up. This looks like so much fun. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is kind of lacking, but like it gets wild because it's like each chapter is like its own like little like movie scenario, uh-huh. and like as it goes, it gets more and more crazy. Like eventually, like military one like bears show up. I think. Oh my god! I think alien bears show up at some point, and you have to kill like alien bears. Like you just start murking all sorts of. The bear's like just straight up creepy too. Like he's got like this angry looking face on him. It's like. I don't know. It's like it's like proto Ted, yeah. In the ways of like like that design specifically, like mm-hmm. yeah, that's dope. Yeah, Naughty Bear, pretty cool. Yeah, that's a that is a dope idea. Um, that is not even close to mine. <laughs> mine is widely different. <laughs> is yours gonna be Lego Star Wars? No, it's not gonna be Lego Star Wars. That already exists, by the way. There are tons of Lego Star Wars movies. I know. Um, no, this is a different thing that I've been kind of obsessed with. Um, so I'm gonna give you the premise, and I'm gonna explain why I thought of this premise. And so my movie that I want to be that I want to see made is Mario Kart. Okay. So the reason so there are a couple of reasons for this. Um, for one, I don't I haven't talked to you about it a whole lot, but I've gotten really into like competitive racing, like Formula One and stuff like that, in the past year, and I've just been super obsessed with that. And I want to thank you for not telling me about it. Yeah, I know. Look, look, it's a very like it's a very specific niche hobby. It's not like if you don't want to like if you don't understand or if you don't find that shit, but like you, it's not interesting to most people. I understand that, so I don't talk about it to people unless they like it. But one of the things that got me really hooked on it was um, there was a Netflix documentary that kind of went in and kind of followed 
all these drivers and what it does is it kind of explains the basics of the racing rules and stuff like that but it also gives you hooks on these narratives and so then when you watch the actual stuff live you're able to look and follow all these narratives and it's fascinating for me and it's like the first time because like, I know like sports like all kind of sports you can have like storylines and stuff like that and there's things you can follow in real life and you know wrestling is a big part of that too but like I got super into this with racing and so I've been super obsessed with that kind of stuff and I thought that's a really interesting way to do storytelling but then also um, I recently watched the Speed Racer movie oh yeah have you like have you you've seen it right I have not but I'm super interested because a lot of people talk about how the, the Wachowskis like did a, a very good job with it how it's, it's really fun and like as close to the cartoon as can be it is one of the most stylized movies I've ever seen and in a way that it, it's use of CGI it, it's like it's not super great CJ, but they do it in such a campy style that you don't care because they're so ridiculous with like they do like anime style like wipes and like close-ups and like they treat it in such a way where even though it's live action and it's like you can clearly tell that these people are on a green screen the whole time but you don't care because it's so stylized and everything is so visual like the, the visual storytelling in that movie is next level it's like one of the coolest things ever. I just watched it this morning actually so that's why I was thinking about it so it was just one of those things where I'm like wow because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid and I'd watch you know I know there are a couple of film buffs that I follow on Twitter and podcasts I listen to and there's this one podcast in particular I listen to and they swear like they think this is like the greatest movie ever made and I didn't believe them at first but kind of listening and reading some stuff about it and so I went in with that and watched it and I'm like oh yeah this movie is was way ahead of its time like it was very misunderstood like well, that's all the every, almost everything the Wachowskis have made yeah it was it's one of those things where it's like that movie came right on the precipice like that movie came out a week after the first Iron Man movie and like it basically it just got swamped by that and then Marvel took over and then it just became that's where the industry went but I'm like imagining a world where movies were made more like this it's just it's, it's sad but anyway so I got to thinking about that and then a side note I've also been thinking about Mario Kart because they just released those um um packs for all the classic maps and stuff like that and i was playing with a friend and i'm like gotten super back into mario kart i've always loved that game i think it's like the best racing kart sim ever like it's so addicting and so fun and so then i got to thinking i'm like what if you did a crazy stylized like over the top in your face action style of mario because like it fits because the racing is wacky you have all of these like weapons and stuff to throw at people like it's one of those things where like if you play it enough like it's super fast all the drifting and stuff like that it mirrors the style of speed razor perfectly so you get that kind of overly stylized in your face almost anime style action and then you mix it with like storylines of like okay you have your different teams like why is why is bowser and his people racing like why do you have like mario why is he going up against luigi why are you doing all these things so you can write all of these like you can get as intense and like intricate with the storylines as you want but with these wacky nintendo characters so i think you could do this really kind of like half satirical half serious like like story where you go like because that's the weird thing about speed racer is that speed racer it's not just like a racing movie it, like they're dealing with like corruption and like trying to take down big business and all those things and there's this huge espionage like subplot to that story that you're just like why the fuck is this in a kids movie but it works so i think you could do something really fun with that with these mario characters and like you know we've talked about this on the podcast but like they're coming out with a mario movie and like I don't like we don't know anything about it yet we just know the voice actors and I don't want to talk about that because we've talked about that um at length already but it's just like 
one of the things that I'm not excited about that movie is like I don't understand what kind of story they're going to do. You know, like I don't see it's like it's it's probably going to be this kind of the same thing as the Sonic movie where they're just going to come up with this really weird plot that doesn't really connect to the story of the actual games at all because it's a simple game. Like the story is not super convoluted, so you know they're going to try to do something. I don't know, but I don't have high hopes for that movie. Right. So like, I, it's why I want them to just kind of do something super crazy and stylized and weird with these characters. Cause I think that's why detective Pikachu works so much because it's not about Ash or anybody like that. It's in the world that that's in, but then it takes it with this fun, zany original story and it goes into this different direction and it like merges these two different genres together and it works really well. I think it would be super fun to do that with a Mario Kart movie. I think it would be interesting for the main character to be like Luigi, like mm-hmm. because it's Mario Kart and yeah. it's all this like he obviously he's like the poster boy for it. Um, it's like the one time that all of the characters like put aside their differences to like mm-hmm. race it out, but then like Bowser's the one that's like trying to get like illegal blue yeah. shells in there yeah. and stuff. Um, get in like a bunch of those characters, and mm-hmm. so like the main thing would be like Luigi like being like in his brother's shadow. And, like, Mario's like, hey, man, like, you can use my team whenever you want. And be yeah. like, no, I don't want to use your team. Yeah. I want to do my own thing. So he's, like, trying to get his own, like, pit crew and stuff together. Yeah. And and then, like, the big ultimate, like, Grand Prix race at the end. Like, mm-hmm. maybe he, he, like, either, like, does something that stops Bowser from, like, you know, uh, cheating to win. And so, like, he sacrifices his win for it, or, like, he just does succeed. Like, he wins, like, outright on his own. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. Like, and, like, again, not to get too into formula, but, like, one of the interesting things about, like, that league is that you have racing teams, and there's two drivers per team. So you're trying to win for your team, but you're also trying to beat your teammate. Like, you're not, like, you're competing against that person. And that's the thing is, like, that's your biggest competitor because you're in the same machinery. Like, you have the exact same cars. So at the end of the day, the only difference is your skill level. And that's fascinating to me because how much, like, what a weird headspace you have to be. There's like, I'm trying to win for my team, but I need to beat my teammate. And I could see that going with the same thing where it's like, you have this team where Mario Kart's the, or Mario's the star. It's literally named Mario Kart. Like, he invented it. And then having Luigi be like, like you know, like in his brother's shadow trying to, like, does he leave the team? Does he go somewhere else? Does he work for Bowser? Do that other shit? And then, like, he realizes there's like a plot to, like, take out his brother and he realizes that sort of thing. And yeah, I think it'd be, it could be really, really cool. And I just, there's so many things you could do with it but i just think that mario kart is such a wacky zany racer any like anyways and it's so over the top and stylized and i think it works perfect like it just my mind was just going crazy watching speed racer this morning because i'm just seeing all of these things i'm like this would be the perfect meld and it'd be so much better than anything they're going to do in the mario movie obviously chris pratt would still be mario in this movie it would, yeah because it's gonna sense. it's gonna be a spinoff it's yeah. gonna be one of those things where like the mario movie is gonna suck but it's gonna make money but then like all right we need to do something different so we're gonna go this way we're gonna get the wachowski sisters yeah and they're gonna make the craziest nintendo movie of all time yeah the the weird part though is that um we couldn't get seth rogan back for donkey kong <laughs> so um we had to go with uh, josh gad instead um, oh man I felt like Josh Gad would be Toad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but, but Toad from the Super Mario Bros. movie, the the one with the harmonica, and <laughs> the spiral haircut. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot that movie existed. Like you just. Uh, how? 
the because, greatest movie ever made. Because I've been putting, I just push it out of my mind because it's like one of those things. If you think about it, it's all you think about. You're like, man, it really is. You know, we need to get a dark, seedy, gritty new, new Bowser, New Donk City. Was yeah. it? It wasn't called New Donk City in that movie, was it? No, it was. Like, yeah. But that's what they could do if they ever want. I mean, we could talk about that. You could make another like crime noir in New Donk City and do it like that and do the creepy weird alternate world. Just like it's like the Batman, but it's the Mario. And- God, I would pay so much money to see that. <laughs> I would pay. You know, I don't. I don't know how much like SNL you watch, but um, barely any. Well, so uh, around the time the Joker came out, you remember that first trailer for the Joker that was like super intense, and it was like we live in a society and stuff like that. And yes. It was over stylized and it was really campy. So then the week that trailer came out, SNL with David Harbour, the guy who plays. Um, the Lieutenant Hopper on Stranger Things, he was the host. And they did the exact same thing, but it was Grouchy from, or Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street. And they fucking nailed that uh, trailer to a T. They went to the same locations, they did the same kind of gritty style. It was like, you nailed this on the head so fucking hard. And I would be amazed if somebody could do that for Mario yeah. <laughs> and the Batman. Oh my God. Oh, that'd be great. I just don't want it to be three hours, though. You, you and me both, brother. <laughs> yeah, I've been wanting to go. I really want to go watch that movie again because I really had a great time with that movie. But I know that I'm going to have the same thing where as it's starting to wrap up, I'm going to be like, oh, great, the story's done, and then look at my watch and have another 40 minutes I to think go. I think it's actually going to be a little bit worse the second time around because like the parts that you like, you'll mm-hmm. appreciate, yeah. but the parts that you're like, Jesus Christ, fucking go I, it's going to feel even draggier because there's no anticipation now. You, mm-hmm. It's already like... Yeah, you know what's going I heard somebody just like listening to somebody's review of this movie, Like I agree with it 100% where they were like, the first half of this movie is like almost a 10 out of 10. It is like an amazing movie. Like you, It's like you're in it for the ride and stuff like that. But the problem is it tries to keep that momentum for like another hour and it can't. And the way that it tries to do it fails just spectacularly. So it brings like the value of the movie down because you're like, there is the greatest Batman movie of all time, like an hour and like 40 minutes version somewhere hidden yeah. in this three hour movie. And I was like, if they could cut that down and get rid of some of the subplots, like the fucking stupid Alfred subplot didn't need any of that. Yeah. You know, they go to the fucking ice lounge like three times. Don't also, need to do to all that. Didn't, wasn't ice Iceberg Lounge. I think the problem with that is the the, whenever I think of the Iceberg Lounge, I think of the one from Arkham City. Yeah, like that. Like that for me is like the usually when I view Gotham, when I view the Batman, like Arkham City is what always comes to mind for Mm -hmm. me because that was like the first like real like. Um, it was one of the first games I got for the 360 and like I just dove straight into that like I absolutely loved that game and so yeah like that Iceberg Lounge was so cool what do you uh, how do you feel about the deleted scene that came out this week oh man speaking uh, of Joker was not a fan yeah I was not a fan when they showed up when he showed up at the end and I'm like please no please god no 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 and then they had to release that scene because the actor who played it which nothing against the actor i don't have a problem with him but it was just like man we don't need another joke like do go somewhere else i'm so tired of this character like nothing against him but i just it's so overused like batman has such a good um rotating rogues rogues gallery yeah that's what i was looking for i'm like there's so many people like did i send you that twitter thread talking about how cool like the next one should be mr freeze 
No, but I've been seeing a lot of Mr. Freeze Discord lately. Yeah, like there, like there was this whole thing, and it was like somebody did like basic concept art, and they basically, you know, how the movie was all like super red and black. They did it like blue and black, and it looks dope as fuck. And then they were talking about how he would go about using the ice powers where he would be frozen, but he would use like, um, what's the something ice dry ice or the dry ice or whatever liquid nitrogen yeah liquid nitrogen doing all this kind of stuff and the way he would go about doing to try to save his wife and all these other things and it looked so cool and i'm like give me that any day of the week yeah that is so cool um like it reminded me did you ever watch the gotham show i watched like the first season maybe two and i was just like that's fair it it, it went off the rail really quickly but they like they did something similar with their mr freeze doing that kind of thing and it was so much more compelling because i think most people think of mr freeze as the schwarzenegger Schwarzenegger. yeah which i mean like is the most campiest version the most campiest thing to ever camp in my life be Um, cool hasta la freestyle baby (laughs) god i well, I haven't seen those movies in forever. But yeah, so I'm like, I would do that. Like, give me that. Because I'm like, like I like the Riddler in this for the most part. This is the weird incel motherfucker. Like, it, yeah. was, it was cool. And it was like, kind of like, they were kind of hinging on like the Heath Ledger's like take on the Joker, but a different kind of like more modern take of like what the internet has caused this dude to be. And like, there are a bunch of funny jokes about him being like a streamer and like him ending that video. Like, all right, make sure to look, like, like and subscribe. Like it gave that vibe. And I think it worked for me for the most part. But then, like, I saw that Joker clip, and I'm like, man, no. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the prosthetics and everything. They just, ugh. After, um, you know, the, the final scene of that movie, when when I apparently the Joker is talking to the Riddler, uh, one of my friends texted me. He's like, do you think that's Two-Face? And I was like, no. <laughs> There's no way that they're going to be like, yeah, next one is Two-Face. <laughs> it's like, never again, thanks to... Um, Batman, Batman and Robin. Will they ever Tommy have Legions? Riddler? Yeah, they'll never have Riddler and Two Face like talk to each other again. God. Even though that's like such a great duo. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I just they need to go with the wild ones. They need to go with like Mad Hatter mm-hmm. or um, like I think a cool one, especially for that world, would be um, what's the, the Scarface, the the little ventriloquist doll. Yeah, the one that's like questionably mystic the whole time you're like is it actually that or is this guy just like yeah insane and he's like controlling it you never actually know that would be a a really cool one i thought scarecrow would be kind of cool too i mean they did that in batman begins but i kind of like the batman begins one the way that they went that i think like that last sequence in the in the end of that movie it was like so cool because of him and i think this this world would just eat him like he'd be so cool i just want to stay away from anything too magical for a little bit i guess that's true because like that's the when it comes to Batman, most of his villains are just normal people, mm-hmm. and I really like that. Yeah. Um, and then he's got some like magical ones, and like those get a little too usually. And like the cartoons and stuff, he has to go to like get help. You know, it's like yeah. if it gets like with there's too much mystical stuff, he's got to go to the Dark Justice League. Well, because like that was the whole thing about like why it's set in Gotham because a lot of the people that are in his rogue gallery are people that have been hurt by the city in some way yeah. or they're either, they were either a part of the problem or they were hurt by the problem to the point of no return um, so like that's what makes them interesting that's what makes most of his character most of his like rogue gallery compelling because there's you know there's, you can't justify what they do but like you can understand where you can see where where it led to like the Riddler was the, you know product of that orphanage and stuff like that so it's that's it's interesting you know i also want them to continue down the detective road more mm-hmm. than anything else yeah so sticking with like the real 
characters compared to like mystic ones it, w- it would be like whoa why can he fly or whatever I don't know it's not as cool but like another cool one would be Hush oh yeah 100%. where it's just like solving a bunch of like crazy like murders and mm-hmm. like disfigurements and stuff from you know cutting it'd be it'd be wild yeah um, so Hush would be cool just something like more yeah that, that continues that like you could go like a little bit Victor's ass but his stuff is gonna just be like oh they got stabbed 30 times probably mm-hmm. Victor's ass but yeah. like with Hush it's like what, why, what's the connection between these people because there's no real connection mm-hmm. trying to figure that out and then yeah I will say like watching this movie like they they were on to something with the kind of the detective stuff but at the end of the day somebody pointed this out to me and it did kind of ruin the movie for, for me a little bit is that a lot of the riddles involved encryptions and deciphers and ciphers and like anytime it was deciphered they would just give it to Alfred and then he would figure it out off screen and they'd be like you're Master Wayne here's the answer I'm smart I was like oh that's a little bit disappointing yeah and then most of the actual riddles were like yeah it's fairly basic which I'm like you know like I don't envy the writers at that point because it's like you have to like people have to come up with those riddles and they have to make it um, complicated enough to where you like can't instantly figure it out, but you also have to make it to where most audience can figure it out fairly quickly because you can't pause the, the movie to try to figure that out. So like I I don't envy them for that, but at the same time it's like you know it is. It still would have been more interesting. Like I mean, obviously the best version of this movie is the movie Seven. Yep. And so it's like if if every like it's shorter, it's more compelling, mm-hmm. it's scarier. Yep. So it's like. I don't know. Like well, I mean, that's the thing that. is, like, Seven, like, was like, it's not an IP. Like, it wasn't like a thing where it was like, okay, we have to, have to like, yeah. this is the Batman, so we have to do Batman things. We have to do this cool action sequence. We have to have the car. We have to have these other characters. So it's like, I didn't like his car either, but I kind of liked it. Apparently, like, somebody like is trying to figure out. There's, so, there was probably another subplot that got cut out of this cut, where if him working on the car, because there's a shot. I don't know if you remember. There's a shot where the car stalls. It, like when in that first opening sequence it stalls before he gets going and that's how uh, the penguin can get away and so and then there are other shots in the beginning of the movie where the engine's exposed and they're working on it so somebody thinks that there was more cut out of the Alfred subplot of him helping him fix the car and stuff like that which thank god it did Yeah, <laughs> but I think that was part of that car and stuff I kind of liked it I dug it, it was I like that they cut that out and then they were still like we need a, a real time camera shot of them leaving the cemetery you know dude somebody else there was a so another part of that scene where um, you know selena's in the in the cemetery and stuff like that and then like batman comes up behind her she's like oh you scared me and then they turn to him and he parked right next to her motorcycle she would have had to have heard him drive up <laughs> because they were on that ledge together so there's no reason they should have been scared well he had uh, he had stealth engines on bro <laughs> I know, but it's just in broad daylight. Like, there's like, and it's like not like it's out of your field of view. Like, oh man, some that movie. God damn. I still want. I see. I I want to go watch it again. I still want to go see it. I want to put myself. I want to watch it again too, but I want to wait until the fan cut where it, cut, it shaves off an hour and twenty minutes, and then I'll watch it yeah. again. Wait for Topher Grace to get his hands on it. Yeah. I still need to watch the fan cut of The Hobbit where they cut together all three of the Hobbit movies into one two-hour... He did that, right? I think so. Well, that's the thing. So, like, he did... He, like, that's the thing about his cuts is, like, they're technically not available because he also did that for the prequels. Like, he did, like, a super cut of all the prequels. And basically, what he did was he got rid of most of episode one 
because mo- like episode one is essentially unimportant <laughs> like it's not it doesn't matter the story of anakin really at all except for him getting picked up and so he cut off most of that and then he cut out a lot of the um uh side like love story and stuff of episode two which takes up the bulk of episode two and he really just stuck with episode three and i really want to watch that hopefully he cut some of the jokes out of three because the only thing that's bad about three is how like corny the kid humor is in that one I started. I watched him I mean, at the beginning, at least, and then uh, three or one. Three. One is way. No, I worse. mean, they're all bad, but yeah. three feels weird because it starts off with that kind of shit, and mm-hmm. then immediately turns into like child murder, and then you're like, <laughs> "Weren't we just kidding? Like having <laughs> stupid like, oh, kids will love this joke," and yeah. then the next thing is like, your favorite thing is gonna kill you. Yeah, that's the. I've been listening to. Uh, uh, like this series talking about Star Wars and it's like the weird thing where like George Lucas's arguments for these movies has always been there for kids but then the prequels are all about like senate meetings and um, like committee hearings and like child murder and it's like a very sopra opera-esque and then you're like George which one is it because these are not these these don't live in the same thing like you have to fucking figure that out um, but apparently there like so there was a four hour supercut of episode three and like apparently so like the whole like sequence of rescuing the chancellor like that was supposed to be almost an hour and a half Jesus of the first Christ. movie I've been watching I, I looked up like because there's like all of the deleted scenes are there like the, technically you could put the four hour supercut of the movie together um, I think the only deleted scenes you can't get are like the ones with Qui-Gon and shit like that but um, yeah I watched it and I'm like this is fucking bonkers the only part I liked was the deleted scene with Shock T where she gets killed by Grievous yeah like, which I mean that'd be but I mean at the same time it's like there's no real emotional connection to that other than like murking like that's the other thing about like well just I think that's interesting because that's like you don't see Jedi die a lot I mean you did I mean, in that movie but that was kind of like Book. Actually, no, it's not true. Real. You see them die in episode two in the arena attack, and you see Qui Gon die in episode one. All right, <laughs> fuck me. I guess. <laughs> like, like I don't know if you have watched the like that. Shakti of- seemed a little bit heavier though than just like all of the. Well, it's heavier because we know her because of EU, but like at the time, like she wasn't super big in the thing, like other than some of the comics. So it's like you wouldn't like you like the only thing you would have known is that she was probably on member of the Jedi Council. So you understand like, oh shit, that's a big deal. But like, but also you know what I think. No, never mind. I was going to say she got captured in the Gindy Tartakovsky thing, but I don't think she did. But she was in those. But, like, it's just... I mean, that's the same thing with, like... Well, they also retconned that whole thing, because in Star Wars Force Unleashed, you fight and kill her in the the games. That's true. She dies either way. She always does. She's just there. I mean, all the Jedi are there to die. You know, like that's the whole funny thing about Clone Wars is that they want you to go talk to this character. He's like, oh, I saw him get like, like Kit Fisto. It's really funny. Or Plo Koon. Um, like, like all these characters that you just see blow up or just get instantly merged by Darth Sidious. You know, I want to go back and watch Clone Wars. Uh, anyways, um, well, that was a bit of a tangent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say the Whoops. least. Whoops. <laughs> I said something about Batman and Mario and then it went to Batman talk, which, of course logically leads back to star wars <laughs> for me everything leads back to star wars man it's my bread and butter whenever lego star wars comes out like that's the that's the next game i'm getting i'm i put off buying other games just to get like i'm like it comes out next week i was gonna say it's pretty soon oh my god i'm so excited so so excited um i'm assuming i'll probably make another mini about it just for a review i'm sure me and tyler are just gonna endlessly talk about it but um that's not that's not here yet no. that's later in time I'm, I'm going to wait until Lego Elden Ring, and then... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would 
That would be fantastic. That would be beautiful. I would love to see Lego try to interpret like a Dark Souls plotline. <laughs> They'd just be like, I don't know what's happening. This guy's got a lot of arms. Yeah, I, it would have to be PG. I don't. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. Like, I really want that though. That's the only thing I want now. It's funny that the only thing that makes Dark Souls games rated M um, is just like horrifying imagery of like because there's never like boobs or dicks and they don't cuss but it's like blood gore and then just like some of the most horrific things you've ever seen in your entire I like life. how you're like I don't understand why that's a rated M game when you just describe why it's a rated M game no I know I, know, <laughs> but I, think, it's, <laughs> I think it's so funny but just like because here's the when I think of a rated M thing the first thing that doesn't come to my mind are boobs and cuss words the first thing that comes to my mind is gore and blood and violence yeah, but you can turn that stuff off. Mm. But it's still like the crazy like monsters and stuff that have like the the spookiest faces you've ever seen, and you're just like, I don't comprehend what I'm looking at. <laughs> That's why Bloodborne's so good at being Lovecraftian. It's just because it's like you don't know what you're looking at. Yeah, but you know it's bad. Is there an insanity thing in Bloodborne? Yeah, it's called. Um, yeah, there's like a madness thing, but only certain enemies do it. Well, I meant like, like just as the overall like art, because oh, well, like that's the whole thing with every Lovecraft thing is that everybody goes insane because he was insane. That was his biggest fear in life was going mad. Yeah. So this uh, in that game, there's a whole mechanic called insight, which is like um, the stat that goes up, and the more it goes up, the more like your item find goes up. Um, it's also like a, a, a resource that you use for certain situations like you can as a currency um but the more it goes up magic attacks do more damage to you because like your insight is like you like comprehension of like eldritch knowledge yep and then also at some point like when it gets high enough you start seeing things that were hidden before so like your insight also directly like changes the world around you Everybody, like, all the enemies are just, like, their whole thing is, like, getting more eyes and, like, but, like, not on the outside of their head, but on the inside of their head, so they have more internal knowledge, more insight, so, like, there's a lot of, like, eye stuff going on in that game. That tracks. It's pretty red. Makes a lot of sense. It's a good first Souls game for people that don't know how to play Souls games. You tell me that every time. It was my first one. Mm -hmm. how it clicked. It was, like, shit if I go if I open this door I can get to the boss quicker and then I don't have to fight all 30 of these enemies again you know look at us I figured out how to derail this conversation into Star Wars you figured out how to derail it into a Soulsborne game it's just our it's just our bread and butter I almost said that I would do a Dark Souls movie when you asked me the question but I was I like I figured I was like I was like 100% he's gonna say Elden Ring like 100% full stop cause like listeners I don't think you understand this is all this man has been doing since that game came out. <laughs> like he's not doing it. Out. He's he's been not doing it. Like like I'll see him, 
in passing or I'll talk to him every once in a while or and he'd be like hey what'd you do last night well I you know I stayed up until 4 a.m playing Elden Ring and then I got up and did, and then he was like a play he's like oh man work sucked today I can't believe I had to go in I was like what'd you do I was like well I stayed up till 5 a.m playing Elden Ring I was like well there's your problem yeah, I stayed up I stayed up late playing Elden Ring and then I woke up early to play Elden Ring before I, I was gonna say, I don't remember what day that was but I remember distinctly I saw that you were playing Elden Ring when I went to bed and then I woke up and you were still playing Elden Ring and I was like I hope to God it's some point he slept and used the restroom and <laughs> ate and bathed i'm like this man is he's been doing nothing else and you haven't even beaten the game yet have you no nope. you still haven't beaten the game and you've been playing it non-stop like god that blows my mind there's just so much to it it's great if only uh, it could be so good but we don't need to make it into a movie because technically all the dark souls stuff is like it's inspired by berserk the manga and then that got turned into an anime so it already exists it's so, already out there yeah so if you want if you want something to really fuck up your day go watch berserk <laughs> and get to the third the third movie of that one and then just have it change your life forever and, and you'll never be able to think about anything ever again because it hurts well that was our rec for this episode yep <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I think that about covers it, you know. Um, thank you for being here with me today. I'm glad thank we had you. this conversation. I knew it was going to get off the rails, but that's Always the fun does. with these minis. It never matters. Minis don't matter. We can talk about whatever on here. Um, well, thank you guys for listening so much. We appreciate your support. Um, I don't remember the socials off the top of my head. Can you read the it's socials? at FMVPod. On Twitter and Instagram. On both of them. Yep. See, I can never remember that. That's why I'm the producer. I can write this stuff, but I can't say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you all so much uh, for joining us. Um, uh, keep uh, watching the socials for anything we might do next. At some point, we may have another live show. Who knows? Um, all this stuff is recorded out of order, so I can't tell you what's happening up next. But uh, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And uh, thank you so much. Yeah, and you can always contact us on our anchor.fm if you want to. That's probably the honestly the best place and you know if there's a particular movie that you want us to cover go ahead and give us that suggestion because you know sometimes we drag our feet when it comes to some of these older ones but they might be fun and if you're wanting to hear our take on it especially these youngins <laughs> then it might be fun but yeah and hear uh, jordan rail about the downfall that is cg um and yeah. the loss of the art form that is practical effects um, and also hey send us uh, your ideas for what movie you would want to see zany ideas no yeah. ideas too crazy give them, give them to us we would love to hear them yeah. but they just can't be Naughty Bear or Mario Kart because we, we've already we covered those extensively yeah and if you say Mario Kart 8, I will fuck your shit up. Please <laughs> but like, not, not the game Mario Kart 8, but like the eighth movie. So it's like they're already thinking of like the, the third half of the Actually, saga. Actually, no, I take that back. If you send me just this entire plot line for all of the other movies to lead up to that, um, please do. Um, I would love to read it. But I think that's all we have for today. So uh, thanks for joining us and uh, bye. Bye.